Welcome to the Eclectic Gamers Podcast. Today is Saturday, August 24th. This is episode 95. I am Tony. I am Dennis. Why is it Saturday? It's Saturday because we're having the birthday party for my daughter tomorrow. Oh. So. And she didn't thought, want to star on a podcast? No. No, we figured that'd be a little too much for her. She's going to be excited enough with all the family coming over and all the everything, all the, all the presents and everything. So. Presents? Wow. I know. We give our kids presents on their birthdays. It's hmm. terrible. I know it makes us horrible people. Well, it's, but it's, it's, it's just a different sort of upbringing. It but, is. But I, I do understand. Um, well, what's been going on, Tony? I, <laughs> big things, I know. Big things. I am no longer the interim superintendent at work. No. I have been hired, and I am now the, just the superintendent. Mm-hmm. So, so congratulations. Thank you. Um, it's going to be a transition. It's going to take a while to get... Even with the interim work, it's going to take a while to get fully transitioned. I'm still, because of the openings in between my position that was open and a couple other open positions, we're shorthanded enough that I'm still doing pretty much all of the work that I was doing before, in addition to the the, the all the administrative work I'm doing now. Um, like I just like I did when I was interim. That's probably going to continue for another month or two, uh, but. You're going to hear a lot less of the comments about, well, I'm on call. Well, I'm on call because I'm not on call anymore. No, your salary. Well, to be fair. Powerful. Unlimited power. I'm on call. Have you said that yet to your employees? Not yet. I'm on call 24-7 now, 365. But the call now is only when something's really bad happened. And it, it isn't the, well, I have to go in every weekend and do in work for four hours and I take all the alarms. It's now my calls are going to be, well, we tried all the normal stuff and it didn't work and we're having an issue type stuff. Mm. So, and more personnel stuff or, you know, like, Hey, I woke up to come to work this morning. I've got four flat tires and then I vomited, you know, that kind of thing. That's a lot of flats. Yeah. You might have an enemy at that level. Yeah, probably. That or they were trying to drive the road to McCarthy in Alaska. <laughs> that road. Reference <laughs> for you Alaskans. Awesome. Okay. Well, so, yeah, that's good. My, Stability, uh, power, money, all at once. It's, it's hard it's to wonderful. deny. And, and, and possibly, uh, we're trying to get everything lined up, but we have a, the, there's a big conference in Chicago at the end of September and I might be going. Cool. Uh, it's not a hundred percent yet, but. That would mean I'm going to have to decide because I'm only going to have, you know, like probably if I do go, I'm only going to have a few hours of time that's not blocked out with all conference yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's that, true. I'm looking at going up a day early, not, not well, not a technically a day, the day before, the day before, which will give me a few hours in the evening to do some stuff. So, so I'm I, right now I'm leaning towards using that time to go to like Logan Arcade. Wow. Oh. I'm in Chicago. And, That'd be interesting, and we'll we'll just have to see. I don't know if it all works. You out, should that's my if it works plan. out, you should contact, reach out to Jack Danger, and see if he wants to let you come into the studio and stream with him. Oh, that would be that you would, and Jack. Are I buds. can make everybody look good, just like I always do when I play. Well, Pinder. Jack's such a high level player. I mean, most <laughs> of the people who go against him are aren't aren't at his skill level, but it's the thought that counts. It's the thought that counts. So, yep, that's where I'm leaning right now. How have you been? Busy. I, of course, have been working on some preliminary budget stuff at work, a lot of grant submissions, which I'm not a grant writer by train, by training, 
But uh, I figure, hey, I've written some pinball articles. I can write grant reports. That's the same thing, basically. I had someone say that they thought my grant reports were better than my predecessor's grant reports. So I didn't go back and read hers and be like, I'm going to do them better. (laughs) Mine. I just put in all that passion. You just poured Uh, the passion. Yeah, I poured that passion. That passion (laughs) we showed when we talked about how much we liked Wonka. It's like that, but in writing. Yeah, it's like I'm like the Mrs. Butterworth of passion. Sticky and sweet, all up in you, all up in your grill. Wow! So I've been doing that, doing Mental work on images. that. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry about that, Mental but not, but not too sorry. Uh, I, oh, I do have a correction from the last episode. Uh, I mistakenly said when we were talking about, you might remember it was our drama episode. Which oh, we yeah. had a lot of people uh, reach out, at least directly to me, saying that they appreciated the episode, including people that. Didn't agree with us, but said that they appreciated our take on it. So Nobody reached out to me. Everybody did they not? No. You maybe are too busy to notice that. No. And when they email the EGP ones, once I'm done with their emails, I just delete them. I right. Don't, I don't even mention it's, them. See, I don't even mention them. The, 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 that's that's always hilarious to me because because you'll 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 talk about it. I'm like, but when I checked the account the other day, there was nothing there. I have. It's not. I don't think it's an obsessive thing because I don't do it on my personal or my work emails. But on the EGP email inbox, I want it to be empty. I just really want it to stay empty. So. <laughs> I feel like I've achieved something when I clean it out. You could like create a storage folder. There are some, but 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 as long as the inbox is empty, and usually I don't bother with a storage folder. The shelf life on most of these correspondence is not good, so it's better just to purge it. Uh, but my correction is when we were talking about the Tommy at Nitro Pinball and the whole the wife and the assault yes. event and everything. Um, I said that that assault event happened before Pentastic. Well. Yes, it was before Fantastic because Fantastic was very recent. It was actually just like the day before the Northwest Pinball Show was where that happened, not Fantastic. So I said the wrong event. Uh, other than that, I have done some streaming. I've been trying to stream every Wednesday. That's usually like the safest day for me. Until right. Overwatch League wrapping up. Like this week, I was able to stream yesterday as well. Yeah, because it's Kit Kat Rivalry Weekend. Yeah, it's Kit Kat Rivalry Weekend. But that's not for a few more hours. And so in the course of this last two week stretch, I've actually set new high scores for me on Jurassic Park, Sharky Shootout and Jax to open. So I was really surprised. And Jurassic Park, I finally got the grand champion. It's always been that default Chad H grand champion. Right. So and those were all those were all on stream. So and I have them up on the on the YouTube if anyone cares to see, you know, what uh, I think I'm going to go start going by mini Elwin. <laughs> I'm Melwin. Melwin. <laughs> I'm Melwin. I'm I'm Who's Melwin? Well, you see, it's a, a Keith, a Keith Elwin's little cousin, Melwin. No, but yeah, I was, I was doing the Jack's Open last night, and I just I had like three uh, sort of bounce backs with the center post in a row, and some quick saves. And I'm just like I'm just like mini Elwin up in here. And then, so I just said, yeah, I think I'm the mini Elwin now. So. Melwin. But it's like, oh, okay, so that's our well, and it was like when we went to Pizza West, yeah, uh, last weekend, uh, I I didn't get top three, but I did better than I thought I would, especially as quickly as I went into the losers bracket. I went two and out because after all the joy that I'd had at four hundred three club, you're spent. I, I when when I rolled into Pizza West, my 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 very first roll was against Carrie Wing. Mm. And then, Super champion pinball and, player, and, 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 and nationally renowned, internationally because 
the Canadians like to mention her a lot. Yeah. And then my next round was against Steve. The number one player in Kansas? So, Steve? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I actually... Uh, I, so I'm pretty sure the fates just went like, man, you did real good two weeks ago. So you know what? We're just going to kick you in the ball bag. <laughs> I think you left while I was playing Steve in losing bracket. Because we were on Guardians of the Galaxy, which he put his name in. Well, I did not put my name in it. You know, I, I did put actually his name in it when me and him played it also. Oh, so he knew what to do. That's not very fair at all. Yeah. Um, though I did actually beat him after you left. Did you? Yeah. Went to Firepower, <laughs> which is a is a bit of a crapshoot, and he loves eighties games. And then no, then he chose he chose. We were doing a loser could pick position or game, mm-hmm. and uh, getaway. Went to Getaway, and oh. I had one of my, not my best Getaway game ever, but probably in the top three. I just hit a lot of stuff that worked out. And that night was the first time that I won the video mode on Getaway. I never oh, wow. have in, in full speed been able to, I know it's easy, everyone listening, but it's not been easy for me. And I, I did it. You moved I did much. it twice. You got to get that one no, spot. I don't, I don't think that was against Steve. Steve yeah. just had a really rough game on it. But um, And then I was destroyed later. But... As as, as is as is my fate. Right. So speaking of fate, there's no fate but what we make. We forgot to mention one thing. We, I forgot to mention one yeah, thing. Yeah, you forgot. I don't forget anything. Uh I did get some feedback on my hobby questions. <gasps> oh yeah, hobby gate. Hobby gate. You don't have time for a hobby or supervisor now. I know. Uh because I talked to on the the gaming in ten minutes mm-hmm. Discord, we were talking about bicycling. Because my issue is since my back surgery a decade ago, I can't lean over my new, my bike, my bike that I have now. It hurts. It hurts too bad to use because it, it's got too harsh of a forward lean and my back doesn't like it. So we talked about different bikes and this and that. And then in our discord had a conversation that about FPV drone racing. I hadn't thought about that one. I thought about getting a drone. I knew you thought time, about drones before, but I decided I wouldn't. I wouldn't have a use case that mm. would make it worth that kind of money drop. You're not going to become a roof inspector, no, no, because I hear that they work well for that. I bet they do. But now that's it. I mean, but the 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 first person racing thing is something to consider. Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna start researching it. I did spend a chunk of my pinball machine money though. Mm-hmm. I went ahead and purchased a new actual good DSLR camera. Oh, yes. Yes. So well, for the listeners who probably do not know, you were very big into photography, photojournalism. Yeah. Years and years ago. Yeah. Up until I was in my mid to late 20s, I did photography continuously. About the time the switch from actual film cameras to digital cameras yeah. happened is when I kind of stopped. So I'm just kind of putting my toes back in the water. So did you go with a Canon or a Nikon? I went with a Nikon B5600. Mid-range, not, not, it's not the one, it's not one of the ones I would have really wanted, but all the cameras that I really wanted are like, you know, between two and three thousand dollars. And I'm not willing to dive full on into the water. I'm just going to put my toes back into it. So. Well, cool. So my pinball fund has been heavily reduced. Mm -hmm. Well, with your new position, you'll be able to refill it. Eventually. Eventually. Everything takes time. Everything takes time. But hey, now with a camera, you can, you have a hobby you can do outside. Yes, I do. 
So problem solved. Courtney, the problem is solved. Does she listen? No. Courtney, listen. The problem is solved. She doesn't listen. She doesn't. Will she listen if I ask her to like that? No. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Back to fate. Our fate is to cover pinball and then we'll cover video games. So we do have a few news items this, this time. We're not going to be a drama focused episode, though. Are, looking at this, are you sure? Look, look, no, this, no, it's different. This is different. No, just no, no, no. 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 Okay. Item one. Yeah. This is a blast. Is this a high drama item? This is a no. Is this an item with with, with a history of drama? No. How 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 is an item that is directly tied to court cases not episode ninety five's title, by the way, will be no. 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 (laughs) No. Again. <laughs> Once more, the Sith will rule Pinbar. God, we're not going to turn this into a, just an Emperor, <laughs> Emperor Palpatine podcast, are we? <laughs> Why wasn't my voice used in the Star Wars? <laughs> the Star Wars Home Edition by Stun oh. Pinball. Oh man, a Sith Edition pinball machine, just nothing but. Oh, that'd be awesome. Execute order six thousand dollar pros. <laughs> okay, all right. Oh god. Okay, uh, but no, it's not at all about that. It's not about Stern Pinball. Uh, we're tra- we're going to talk about Skip B. No drama in Skip B. Not at oh, all. Please, no ever. We we made our name. Steve Bowden from Fun with Bonus. Hi, Steve. Remembers whenever he mentions our show to me, which has like happened twice. It's been. Oh, yeah, you guys are the ones that really went in and explained what was going on legally with Skip B. But I haven't known anything about Skip B in forever, so <laughs> I haven't been able to sound smart. Well, all right, so I have an update. Now, to be fair, this update is dated. It's from January. And oh, I, yeah, I, it's only I, I only August. found out. I only found out last week, but that's because I don't recall seeing it reported anywhere. So we're going to cover it now. Okay. Uh, all right, so... This is regarding a tangential incident that I believe we touched on. So we are continuing the thread. It's just you guys got to go back like 25 episodes before you get before you get to it. But all right. So for those that don't remember, Skip B was the name of a quote unquote company that wasn't really a company. Yes. Tony is there quoting accurately uh, with Kevin Kulik. This is the Predator pinball machine. The trustee has a special litigation counsel. His uh, last name is Nathanson. That's been the person who's been pursuing the bankruptcy work, got the bankruptcy stuff. Like they w- Kulik withdrew the bankruptcy request because there are a lot of things that looked you know, fishy with the submission. But there was an instance that involved another pinball person known as Tim Fife. And there was a predator machine that at one point was possessed by Fife. Yeah. And Nathanson had been arguing that the pinball machine was loaned to Fife by Kevin Kulik. So the way that, and that's what this update is about because there was a, there was a claim about from Fife's attorney arguing that sanctions should be applied against Nathanson for how he handled this. Ooh. And the court granted the sanctions. This update from January is 
there was an attempt by Nathanson to appeal those sanctions, and he lost that appeal. So that might be why I believe Nathanson used to post on Pinside. This might be part of the reason why we don't see that. I don't know that. That's speculation. But my understanding of, of the events are, and I read this court case, the appeal, that's what happened. I'd searched for Skip B and I found information on the appellate decision come up in one of the legal yeah. journals online. So what happened was Nathanson had heard from Kevin Kulik that Fife possessed a predator. And also that sequel game that was going to be kind of like Mythbusters, the Experts of Dangerous game. Right. And that he, he being Kevin, still owned the games. Like they were loaned to Fife for research purposes. That was what Nathanson said Kulik had claimed. Fife, when he was deposed, I believe, said that he bought those games. And he didn't even buy them from Kevin. He bought them from a third-party person. And... So when this moved forward, though, Nathanson tried to, like, claw back those games as assets to be, I assume, liquidated to help fund the creditors that the trustee's trying to protect. But what happened is, when he did that, Fife indicated, well, Nathanson didn't produce any evidence that Fife's statement was incorrect. Because Fife's like, "I I bought these. I didn't buy them from Kevin. I bought these. I own these. Where's your evidence that I don't own these? And apparently, Nathanson never would produce said evidence. He just kept saying, Kevin said that you, he loaned them to you, but I guess trusting. Yeah, but I guess like the, I don't know of the transcripts or recordings, they weren't even produced showing oh. that that was the case. That's my understanding. I apologize for any errors in my, in my recollection, but so ultimately, Fife through his attorney requested sanctions because mm-hmm. He says, Nathanson's claim was frivolous and you made me spend time and money on my attorney to defend on a, on an obviously frivolous claim where there were plenty of opportunities for him to withdraw from this accusation that I have these loner games and don't own them, but he would never back down. Right. So there was a series of, I'm not going to go into the series of reasons why. Uh, what the grounds for the appeal arguments were, but they essentially all failed. So ultimately the sanctions stood as, yeah, there were a lot of opportunities where he either could have produced the evidence uh, to help argue, you know, to make a case that there is a reasonable reason to think that Fife didn't own the games, but that never happened. And because of that, it, yeah, it ultimately was a big waste of time. So anyway, that's it for, I don't have any news on Kevin. I don't know where Kevin is. But that's my Skip B update. No See, drama. I don't think that was too dramatic because it was really only about this tangential thing, um, which I don't think – I'm not sure. I want to think maybe I saw Fife doesn't even have these games anymore at this point that they may have moved on. But I could be wrong on that. But, hmm. but I mean, he even said who he bought them from. And so I just I, – I simplified this for, for, for the listeners because – it's just easier that way. It's just easier. And this, I mean, this isn't as exciting as our next topic, Dutch pinball. But uh, I do have a link in the show notes to the appeal decision. So for those of you that are interested in legal dramas, you can sit there and read it. It's not a particularly long read to get through and see all the, the appellate reasoning for why the denial of the appeal happens. And it walks you through the history of a lot of these accusations. So if you like to read about Predator, it gets mentioned several times. So, speaking about Predators, let's go to Dutch Pinball. Oh, yeah. No oh, drama in Dutch Pinball. Look, there's no drama here. Um, Are we... There's no drama here. There's, there's no drama in Dutch Pinball. There's no drama. 
That's it drama. might as let, let's let, let let's be honest. It might as well just be called drama pinball at this point. No, no, no one wants that theme. Except you when you created that theme for drama, the dra- drama, the drama, or the, inside yeah. the drama machine, or yeah, whatever yeah, your yeah. idea was. The pinball drama. Pinball, the drama. Yeah. Uh, the Big Lebowski's that pin- Dutch pinball at once upon a time had made. Um, the ones that were in the Ara warehouse, they have finally shipped. At least some of them have been shipped out. There is an update from Dutch Pinball. I have a link in the show notes so anyone who wants to read it. I'm going to go ahead and go through most of it um, because I'd like us to kind of discuss that. I think that's the interesting part to really weigh in on, not the shipping side of it. So this is from uh, Barry. <clears throat> in the last update, I informed you on the settlement I've reached with our former manufacturer. And two weeks ago, we managed to complete the settlement. This means that the lawsuit is off table and all games and parts that are in their warehouse are now ours and also fully paid for. With this first round of financing, we are now ready to get things set up again to build games. I'm very happy with the trust of Cointaker and some of my very close friends and family who made this possible. Due to the holiday of three weeks at Ara, we had limited access to the warehouse, but fortunately we managed to get the games out and some parts we need to finish them. Last week, the first games were shipped. The rest of the games are now ready as well and will be shipped this week. I know it's a bittersweet moment, but it's also the start of a new beginning. We can now truly focus on the future. On Monday next week, the holiday will be over, and then we can start with the transport of all the parts. We are already checking the list of parts and taking stock of how many parts we have to build games. Some parts there are for 200-plus games, But some parts were bought lean, and this means we also have to order new parts as we progress. In the next weeks, we will be busy preparing everything for production, arranging our production facility, counting parts, putting all the parts in our inventory system, checking the assembly instructions, sorting out the tools needed, etc. We will start small and will expand over time to build more games. We have a couple of locations in mind where we want to restart our business. Garage. We, we we still have to decide which location Basement. is best, and we hope to get this figured out this or next week. Another thing I want to inform you about is something I get a lot of questions about, the license from Universal Pictures. I am happy to report we have extended the license. For now, it is extended until December 31st of 2020. I will keep you informed of how things are progressing the coming weeks. If you have any questions, please let me know. All right. So that's the message from Barry. There are a few pieces here that I want to I want to go in on. Maybe the best way to kind of tackle it is paragraph by paragraph. I think that's a good idea. Okay. So in the first paragraph, he really talks about the thing I think was noteworthy is that he said that all the games and parts in the warehouse are now his and fully paid for. When I heard on Pinball News Pinball Magazine podcast where they interviewed Barry or, or, or uh, uh, Jonathan did. Mm-hmm. Uh, he indicated that what he had heard from Barry was that that half a million dollars generated by selling those forty Big Lebowski's at twelve thousand five hundred a pop did not fully satisfy the ARA settlement that they reached. It wasn't the full amount. He says later in this same paragraph that very close friends and family made it possible. So. My read on this is 
to get the rest of the money to get all of the inventory, he's been given loans or gifts. That would be my guess. That's why I take it. The mention of Coin Taker in there kind of bothers me. Well, I and my my read on that was the happy with the trust of Coin Taker was at some point there had to be a willingness to exchange the money and then get the games. And yeah. I know a lot of people assumed that maybe an escrow service was used or something to confirm that once the games were shipped, okay, here's your money or I would hope so. Or here's a confirmation of the money, you will get it, but you have to release the games first. Or maybe not, and maybe it was a okay, the money is ready, we're gonna go ahead and give it to you because you need to give it to Ara before they'll let you ship them or something. So that might all be all that is there. Um It could be. And but there could still have been recourse like Ara could have had an under. I mean, there could have been something stated that if the games don't get shipped, uh, Coin Taker has the legal right to claw back the money or something. I don't know. So, uh, anything else about this this first element? On, I mean, I get that he'd have to go to friends and family because I can't imagine an investor getting involved. No, there's no way. There's no, there, there, there's no there's no angel investor who's going to step in and into a giant pile of dog do this large and just start handing out money. I'm going to guess because I have nothing else to base on that. These are, that these are not gifts that these were loans, probably 0% loans from probably that would be my assumption or extra mortgages on people's houses type thing. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that. Um, Yeah. No, it's, I feel terrible for those people. Honestly, I feel terrible for those people. I feel terrible for everybody involved here. This entire situation, maybe, maybe I'll be proven wrong, but going through this section, let me give you the translation to what I feel like going through this section, especially the end. We can now truly focus on the future. Translation, we can now truly focus on more people and getting more money. Mm. Because that's what it is. Well, I mean, the model that's been promoted has commonly been referred to as the the Ponzi scheme approach. And we've seen it proposed with others, highway pinball in particular with alien about the whole, we're going to have to sell X and then we can ship one out to an early achiever. That that's the model. Um, That's a crap model. And so most of the rest of this message uh, I mean, the second paragraph is just about the shipping and right. bittersweet, whatever. And the third paragraph talks about them looking at the parts. So they do indicate they don't have enough parts to build all of the games that would still be needed. Right. That's uh, just to satisfy the EAs. That's how I read that. Which means they need plus, more sure, money. They could. So maybe they have enough posts or flipper bats. But do they have enough bowling mechs? I mean, isn't that the complicated, weird thing? Right. Is the bowling mech? Stuff like that. So, so yeah. And so then the rest of us is all about getting ready. And okay, so he's, so he's got the license extended. So this is a set up to build more games. Uh, you mentioned the garage in terms of, of assembly. Cause he did state that they, they need to, they're going to start small and expand over time. And they have a couple locations where they want to restart the business. Do you think? Location means contract manufacturer. I don't or, think or so. location means a facility to do it with his friends. I don't think a contract manufacturer will touch him without so much money up front he can't afford it. I think based off of this phrasing that you're correct. There's think, no way. Here's an interesting question to me, and I'm this is a little flippant, but uh why does he not know the location to to do his little home build yet? What like why 
Like this has been going on for months. Why are these things not? Why has this not been planned already? It's the same question we've had. Why he was never going to get a... Ara to build more. So right. what? I, I don't. He had to have a plan. Understand. He had the only thing I can figure out is that because there's so many parts and he had to find some place to store them. Is he's looking for a place that's large enough that so it's not just sitting in a. Sp- storage locker somewhere right okay that he's got to find a place that he's wanting to find a place that's affordable is big enough to store all the parts and has enough floor space that they can start hand assembling machines okay because every single thing about this is that's how it reads is we're going to start seeing hand assembled machines yeah checking the assembly as instructions made right. me think yeah think that everything well. about this screams basically me and my friends are going to try and keep, keep see if we can't put together enough to get enough sold to get enough stuff bought to get enough sold to keep this company on its feet it is literally the Titanic is sinking and they're running around with a coffee cup trying to bail the water out of it. So let's talk about that as a concept because you clearly don't seem to think that that's a very workable solution. You don't seem to have a lot of faith in the coffee cup. I think I've made my position on Dutch pinball pretty clear over the last Yeah, yeah but that last, was before you, you knew know. that they were going to just build them themselves. They being oh, Barry, yeah, Barry that makes, and I, his buddies are Barry by himself. Yeah, that uh, makes me feel so much better. Uh, I mean, yeah, I okay. Here, here's the issue: if they're if they're trying to do this, and I'm still, I don't even know why I'm using that. <laughs> I don't know who's a D- Dutch and their quote unquote investors, and that's not the people who pre-ordered. You're not investors. You're customers. Know what you are. You're mistreated customers. You should have terribly mistreated. You should have litigated, and that's on you too. Yeah. I don't care if it's in Europe. You should but, have done something well before this. But I love him. I yeah, I remember that episode. <laughs> that was much more modern than the Skip B ones were. Uh, it's like, guys, no. That's why, I mean, because Ara had a judgment in hand. So now Ara's satisfied. And what assets are left? A pile of posts? Right. A pile of flipper bats? I, I mean, it's like... Let's talk about the, the self-manufacturing. Okay. Physically putting together a pinball machine when you have all the parts, my understanding, not really all that difficult. When people say pinball is hard, they don't mean that part. But that's time consuming. It's time consuming. Yes. And it's got and lots of fiddly bits. Yes. So let's consider when you look at a company like Spooky mm-hmm. has an assembly line, has been doing it for a while. Has paid assembly line workers, permanent workers, that they keep busy. Experienced. Who are experienced. What is their output? 10 games a week? I think it's around 10. 10 to 12. Okay. They basically, at full capacity, can do about 500 units a year. That is an efficient, probably the most efficient boutique operation that we know of in Pinot. Right. So... These guys have 14, 15 months of a license. They could probably get it extended again if they're selling, I suppose. I'm amazed it was extended how, in the first place. How are they going to output? I think it's going to be more like, um, what, who was it? Uh, Team Pinball and Mafia, where, I mean, that's kind of like the, it's not going to be like spooky, is it? No. It? It's not going to be like spooky. So what are they going to do? They're going to, just do them one by one, and Coin Taker's going to keep t- 
chucking them up there on the website for twelve five for twelve five. How long? Uh, well, this can work for the short term. I think that I mean I actually think they would be able to build them and sell them in really really slow batches. Oh yeah, I would. Yeah, and okay, but how long are these friends and family gonna? I mean, assuming that they're how long is the assembly line going to work if it's unpaid? Not long, unless it's just Barry. And how long is he going to work without a salary? I don't think he will at all. Is he going to draw? Is he going to be drawing pay out of these loans? I would assume, like so. he did out of the piggy bank that he had from the pre-order money. I'm almost positive that's what he'll do. He might even be legally required to in the Netherlands. That was one of the arguments I remember hearing is that they had to draw salary. Of course, they could have invested the money back in, but let's right. not let's not focus on such things. That's not our place. Uh, or he's got to hire line workers. How long can he keep them in? Pl- I don't think that he can get the output up. I don't think that he's got no economy of scale, and he has no experienced workforce in the entire continent. Like, who's the closest trained people? They're in England. That's the closest he's got. The people yeah. who used to work for Highway. Or worked for Team Pinball. No. He does not, he does not have an option there. He's not going to be able to entice them away with his, with his non-money. So. (laughs) Come on. It's a really good idea. And I'm really, really, I really like this idea. So please come work for me for free. So here's the thing. Let's say it's 12.5. It's not going to be 12.5 a profit every single time because he doesn't even have enough parts. So. How many of these does he have to move before he can satisfy one early achiever? Three? Four? More? I would, I would assume probably. I can't get much higher in my voice. Uh, uh, honestly, here's the thing. If he could put together, I, I don't think he can move enough to satisfy, start satisfying early achievers, depending upon paying how he's going to pay back those loans and pay back and pay for workers and stuff. At twelve five, I don't know that he can pull back enough to make it worthwhile. You figure, I mean, if it's just him assembling machines, what do you think? Three a month? Oh, if he was alone, I mean, I guess. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. I mean, I was never entirely clear if J-Pop, when he was with American Pinball, had to do the entire builds himself. He, I thought he had. I don't yeah. know how long it took him. And he built what? Like 20. Right. But we don't have a time frame on it. No, we don't. But yeah, I, I don't know. Here's the thing. And I know I haven't, I don't even have to go look. I know there are people who are, are so enraptured over the moon about this happening. They're so happy that everything is going great and everything's back on. And it's the greatest, this is the greatest news that's ever happened on Pennside and places that this is so good. And this is proof that, 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 that God is in his heaven and all is right with the world. And it's sad. It's just sad. Yeah. I mean, there, there are other factors that, that come up in my mind as well with a strategy, especially a slow burn strategy like this. Let's say you can keep getting on wait lists and buy at some point. People are going to quit wanting this old game for twelve five. Mm-hmm. At some point, it's not going to be about we think this company is going to fail, and we speculated and bought games at twelve five, and then tried to flip them for thirty thousand dollars on eBay, which is what we've seen happen so far. Right. It will reach a point where it's like, okay, 
their maybe the early achievers never get their games. I don't think they keep, will. And he'll just keep selling games at twelve five to fund himself. I don't but think at some it, stage it's not worth twelve five anymore to anyone. Because for twelve five you can get just about anything new. Yeah. I mean way better. And but yeah, better game, basically. So No, I, there there is no I, I honestly do not think any of their or their their early adopters or whatever their special name they played for themselves ever get made whole. No. That's I don't why think any of them. Do. Even though it would have been better before the ARA decision, my non-legal, because I'm not a lawyer, not yeah. my legal opinion, but my suggestion would be to seek counsel and consider forcing some sort of recompensation if you've already bought your game and you still don't have it. While he still has assets. Yeah. This company now has assets. They got bailed out. Got bailed out by friends and family. So there are resources there. Maybe it's all in parts and stock. But maybe there's still, because he still needs other parts, there may be some cash. So I would want to litigate and try and get pennies on the dollar. And just accept that you will not, you cannot win. There's no winning here. No. It's, it's, it's Pennies on the dollar would be a victory. It's un- it's an unfortunate victory. It's a pyrrhic victory, but it is still a victory. At this point, their only option, the their only realistic option to get anything is simply to break him. That that literally the best they can hope for is revenge at this point. I it's a it's a that's a good point. I, I don't mean, I don't think that it's like a nice way to say it. No, well, but no, I think, that's I think realistically destroying what is left of this company is the best that those early investor people. I, I do agree in the sense that do. I'm concerned that Barry still seems to think that he deserves to be in business. That but does he? That bothers. No, he does not. I'm willing to no, say no, that. No, 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 no. Does he really think that? Or is that what the spin to keep people dumping money into him requires? I guess we'll see if any games get built. Or this gets drawn out with what well, we'll still in two weeks we'll hear. Well, we're still trying to find a location. Oh, well, we're still trying to order certain parts. In theory, does he not have enough parts to build at least a few of every? Uh, let me do that. Unless I don't know if he has zero of any part. Right. So, in my mind, you best see another Big Lebowski built within a month, at best. Otherwise, I would seriously question whether or not he has any intention to do any of it. Otherwise, all that happened was he got a bailout. He didn't or Ara anything anymore. I mean, he could always just try and sell the parts for people who want to repair their existing Big Lebowskis and then use that money to change his name and pay himself move or, to a non-extradition country. Yeah, so anyway, that's Somewhere why with no legal ties. I think you just need to formally eliminate the company. I personally think that he does believe that he still has a company and I don't think it's healthy. I think he's already proven that he can't run a business and thus does not deserve to. Oh, I'm sure he's still, I'm sure he is delusional enough to believe that there is still an option forward for him to become some giant pinball manufacturer. I mean, they're still talking about moving on to new title. I mean, this is just like ridiculous. At some point, it would just, even if you still wanted to build pinball machines, it would be better to end this and start a new company. Right. Like what what we thought Pinball Brothers was going to do in the wake of Highway. That would make more sense than this approach. I mean, this is full on, why hasn't someone stepped up and told the Emperor that he's naked? Mm. 
Yeah. I, I can't believe that anybody gave him money to try and continue He's this. got a lot of friends, a lot of friends who still believe in him. Wow. You just got to sink to, sink to read in Pensai, Tony, and you'll see it. There wow. are still, it's a lot fewer than it used to be, but there are a lot so who that, still that, that believe in him. So that brings up the him. question, are there, are, are there early adopters who are spending more money to prop him up? Maybe. I I don't know if any of the investors are early adopters that have not yet received a game, but I know there were early adopters that if they had been given right of first refusal to pay 12-5 on top of their 8-5, they'd have done it. Why? So that they could at least have a game and then they feel like they won. <laughs> they, they feel like they got what they wanted. It's their win. It, it's like... I think that might be even more delusional than Barry. Kinda, but based off of at least the early action, if they bought the game for 12.5, they might have been able to flip it for 12.5 plus 8.5 and maybe save, you know, broke even. Maybe. You hope to maybe. I mean, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it because I don't. To be fair. I'm not speculating. Neither of us would have, would would have pre-ordered. I barely can bring myself to pre-order a video game at this point. Yeah, it's. I can't imagine pre-ordering some. Uh, a we're not the machine. right. We're not the right people to really postulate on high-dollar collector philosophies and stuff. It's just. I don't know. And it was a different time back then. Well, but they're still there. Yeah. Well, yeah, but now they're they they're in. It's like they you know they threw in thousands of dollars. What's a few thousand more? As the argument goes from people who have a few thousand more to throw. I mean, you hear it all the time in all sorts of things in pinball. What's another? You already paid $8,000. Why not buy a $500 topper? Yeah. Why not buy $400 worth of uh, color DMD and $250 Invisiglass? And next thing you know, you just, you, you're up to a system 11 in, in parts in bling. And to me, it's like, no, that's another game. So why not enjoy another game? But just like there are people that they can't bear to see. Uh, rippling in their clear coats, and there are other people that will play anything that's uh, playable, players grade, and they don't care. Uh, which is an excellent transition to clear coat issues. Apparently, this is a thing now. I finally, I've been ignoring this thread on Pinside, and I finally went and started reading it a couple days ago. I thought you told said there was no drama. This is not drama. This is clear coat, man. Okay, this is clear coat. Let's see. Let it's me... clear coat. Because we don't care about. I'm going to have to look up the web dictionary for no, drama no, here. No, <laughs> so here's the thing. Here's what's going on, Tony. It's it's you'll like it from a science standpoint because you're really into chemistry and and science. So there have been a lot of complaints, particularly around Jersey Jack pinball games, specifically. The Pirates of the Caribbean game and the Wonka, the Willy Wonka game that's on the line now, uh, with issues about the clear coat. It seems to come in two major forms. One is people are looking and are very concerned about what they refer to as rippling, where often around where posts are mounted, you can actually see the clear pushed up like a little, like a balloon. When you push on one end and the balloon bulges a little. Yeah. So you see a little ripple in the clear around posts. And also that sometimes where that rippling happens uh, around posts again, chunks coming off, art coming off with it. 
which kind of reminds me of an issue that came up with a number of the total nuclear annihilations, which I've spoken on before because I have a very late run TNA. Right. And you can tell eventually people figured out that the ones that were at risk and the ones that weren't, the big difference was on the later runs, they quit printing art where those posts were. This is bare wood. Yeah. Um, and that apparently alleviated the problem. This uh, is reported on some stern play fields as well. Uh, I know Beatles has been cited. Um, so it's not even the like, just, it's not say Jurassic Park. Maybe some Jurassic Parks were impacted. I want to think Iron Maidens have been listed as impacted Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, but most of the concern has been about Jersey Jack. There's a suspicion that it's an issue with the Playfield supplier, which Merco is the supplier for, I believe, all of the JJP Playfields. And there's a lot of talk about that it may have to do with the clear coat formulation, that this isn't a solvent-based clear coat. It's a water-based clear. They're less toxic. and But the curing process is different. The mixing process is probably different. Um, so maybe that's not working out here's why this could be drama this is just science here's this where is this science. this is where you might think that maybe it would be dramatic unlike stern which well sometimes you remember the playfield ghosting issue on ghost in particular with the clear separating from the inserts and if you had enough of it they would send you populated playfields and you you could do a playfield swap jersey jack's approach has been to send washer kit. Oh. This is like uh, the preventative kit that Spooky did. Right. It's where you put little washers under the high stress areas. And I have that kit, even though my they told me my game should be fine. They would give the kit to anyone. Right. Uh, Spooky would. So there's that kit. Uh, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't fix the rippling or anything. It covers it up. Does it prevent it from getting worse? I don't know. I haven't looked into it enough to know that. If you want, if there's bad, if there's chipping, if the rippling's severe, whatever, you might go, well, okay, well, what are the conditions on a replacement playfield? Apparently, the condition of the replacement playfield is you will pay Jersey Jack $550 and buy a playfield. Oh, but it's unpopulated, which means that you'd have to move all of the mechanisms on the top over and all of the stuff underneath over. It's not plug and play like the stern what? ones are. You'd have to actually repopulate the entire playfield. You'd have to assemble the playfield. That's what an unpopulated playfield is. So it's unassembled. It's got the inserts in it. That's it. So basically, you'd get to go and take your ten thousand dollar machine and pretend that you're Dutch Pinball in your basement as opposed to his basement to rebuild your own machine. Yeah, kind of. So how's the drama blow up on this one been? Or have people been not having an issue with it? Because the Stern stuff was to the point, I recall, of people calling for boycotts of Stern. It's because, it's my suspicion, because as you know, people are very loyal to JJ. Fanboyish. That That's a case. True. Uh, there has been a reluctance to call for boycotts, but given the amounts of money being spent, there have been people that have reported that have, that have even canceled their CE orders because the CEs haven't come out yet. 
Right. And so there have been people that have been pulling we back CCEs on, no. yet. And we'll, we'll talk on that as our final segment. But, but yes, people have been complaining. People have been contacting distributors. Uh, the, the other issue here is it was never entirely clear what percentage of the play fields with Stern were ghosting. And there's a lot of belief that Stern uses multiple playfield manufacturers, and the problem may have been specific to one of them. Right. The problems coming up with the JJP games on Pirates and Wonka are widespread. It's not all of them, but it's widespread. A lot of people have been reporting, so it's a very high volume. So, yeah, there have been people saying that they're not going to buy, but... There are, but I've also seen people say that they're really worried about it. And so I guess what they have to do, what they've said they guess they have to do is they'll just order $550 playfield to keep as a backup. People who have gotten the replacements though, here's the thing, who bought replacements have reported that they can push their fingernail on the playfield and ripple the clear. On the replacement field. Yeah. That they paid $550. Yes. So that they're not, they're not cured. And some have, said, I think with pirates cases, have set play fields aside, not mounted anything, so no stress on them. Check the clear. It's not getting hard. Which, to me, would suggest that something in the process was messed up. Right. It's not a question that you need more time. Or, if it is, it must need a lot more time. I don't know. I don't under- I don't know the science of clear codes. So. Right. I don't know. I mean- Regardless, they're not ready to go, is the thing. And maybe they'll never be ready. Like, if there's not enough hardener in it, and the clear will never get hard, it'll always ripple, would be my thought. Right, and I don't, and some, I, I mean, I'm not, I know there are some things out there that to cure correctly, they require extended periods of times in like UV, in high UV environments. Yes, stuff and like my that. understanding is the water-based clears tend to require a lot of UV to help cure them properly. Um, and... But that also thickness makes a big difference. And that if you have a thick layer of clear, a clear coat that might on the can say that it's dry within 48 hours and you should be able to do things on the surface within a week could take months if you put a lot on. That was one of the things that a lot of people felt was when they were always talking about a lot of dimpling on Stern games. Right. Like that orange peel look, you get a lot. A lot of people I know have indicated that they believe that that is because the clear is thicker now. That's what the dimpling is, is the clear. And they used to use a lot thinner clear. And then you didn't have that problem. But there's been a desire to put more clear on because then the arts, you know, you'd have to scratch through more clear before you could damage the art. Right. So see the kind of that, the rub there. I mean, orange peely dimpling is aesthetically displeasing, doesn't, chip away that doesn't i don't think it's any more vulnerable right uh, it's so just... i've never i mean my star trek pretty quickly looked like the moon with its clear um but yeah this, so this is uh, I, just, I don't know it's it's just one of those things it's it's stern had their issue and there were continuous calls to boycott and talks about how stern had fallen and how terrible stern was and then JJP has issues that sound like they're even worse than Stern ever had. And it's like, it's okay, guys. It's okay. Well, there are a number Jack of people that are Jack still loves mad. us. And there's some people that don't blame Jack. And they think Jack doesn't have control of the company anymore. And the investors are putting their foot down and saying, it's not good business sense to keep giving away play fields. We can't do it. 
Well, I mean, maybe they're not in the financial position. Right. Entirely possible. And it's entirely possible that they just know their audience well enough to know that they can do anything they well want. And their audience is still going to be there. Yeah. It's a, it's an interesting point. And I mean, the, uh, the, one of the issues I think that's, that's noteworthy is, I mean, you think about it where Wonka, as we've noted, fun game. Oh, it's a great game. Uh, from JJP's perspective, Probably one of their better themes. Probably one of their better hit games since Wizard of Oz. Yeah. And, I mean, so you've got this issue complicating things. And then, you know, wasn't it just their luck that then Stern just had to go and release Jurassic Park, which is and the reviews more popular in, like, every single way. So... The reviews so, on Jurassic Park I've been it's seeing like, are nuts. So I have wondered for those that aren't the fanboys... But we're interested in Wonka because it was pretty, you know, sparkly and a good shooter. And then they see Elwin's game come out and it's cheaper and its reviews are better if people have been canceling. It's entirely possible. Because, and let's go ahead and transition from the clear to our last news topic, which is also on JJP and it's regarding the Wonka Collector's Edition. We still haven't seen it. I have a thought on that. But What's your thought? You can, but what, all I was going to say is it's been like, how long has it been since the announcement of of Wonka? Like five months? And the game's first hit just uh, right at the end of June. Yeah. We're getting shipped out. So I'm like, I don't know. By now on, the, on, on a stern cycle, we'd be in the premiums, which is the last of the, you know, they do pro, LE, premium. Right. And here we are. And it's not that... The C, I mean, I'm not gonna, I would never buy a CE. So it's not that I'm in on a CE or that concerned about when they ship them. They haven't even shown what's the difference, what, what you get with the collector's edition. Cause this is, this is the real LE for them. Their right. LE is limited to 5,000. That's a meaningless number. Right. This is the one for the true exclusivity. And there were indications that the play field was going to look different artistically, but we haven't seen that. No, I think, I think that's what it is. I think the entire thing with the CD is C, the CD, the CE. I think it's going to have an entirely different art package and they can't get it approved. Really? You think like changing the cabinet and stuff as well? Or I think so. Or, I think they need to. I think they need to do something other than just copy and paste Wonka from the 40th edition DVD, uh, anniversary edition DVD all over the dang thing. Well, but that worked for the LEs and the SEs. I'm sure it worked for the LEs and the SEs. And you know what? They look like crap. Some people, say, ma- some people love the art. I understand. Some people can love anything. Obviously, some people still love Dutch pinball enough to give them money, even though it's just ripping yeah, holes in their guts. I guess that's true. But it doesn't matter. The standard looks terrible. It shoots wonderfully. It is a fun, fun game to play. I really enjoyed playing it. And like I said in our last episode, once I get enough plays under it to really get a feel, it would not surprise me if it becomes my favorite JJP game. But that doesn't change the fact that the art's terrible. The art on, and, and the art on their LE premium version. It's not much different. Isn't much different. You know, there's some differences on the cabinet art and this and that, but it doesn't matter because Wonka everywhere is the exact same picture of Wonka. I, you have an interesting theory because it, we saw the, the CE version of the pirates playfield art very early. Yeah. Because a lot of people loved it because it was the one that didn't have Johnny Depp's face on it. Yeah. No, it looked good. So I mean, of, of the pirate games, the CE of the pirate games was the best looking of the pirate game. I wonder if there's a delay on some of the parts. Because honestly, I'm at the point where I've suspected that the Wonka CE is going to be 
the LESE playfield, but with like glitter in it. It's entirely possible. But that the art assets will be the same. That they'll just do what they did with the cabinets and add another layer. Because mm. all the cabinets are the same. It's just you could tell they deleted Photoshop then, layers to make them to make it the lower tier versions worse. Then why wouldn't they have released it already? I don't know. Here's the other option. Coming back. Um, are they in the position where they couldn't afford to put the CE together until they sold some of the standards? I mean, I don't know because it's it's almost impossible to get a good financial read on JJP. And I don't really have good JJP sources. What few sources I have have told me that that company has lost money every single year it's existed. That's all I've heard. Right. So, um, but I mean, Pirates but was my a under- bust. But Pirates my, was a complete bust. Yes. And, but if they were to re-release it, they would probably sell more. But the rumor mill is not, I've been thinking that they would eventually black pearl it. I still, I still want to say I think so, but almost every source I have on it says that they're not going to revisit Pirates. The BOM's a pain to assemble and everything. Yeah. Um, but my understanding also is that Wonka has been selling well. That oh. it has been doing well. So It doesn't surprise me. So they should have income coming in from that. Yeah. I'm sure that they they it was very clear that they had to pull the plug on pirates far earlier than they had anticipated. But they got Wonka out quick. Right. They got it out on time. Which is so amazing for them. Maybe. I mean, your argument about that the art couldn't get approved, it makes the most sense. That's that's why I it makes the most sense. It. I think um, I think they put together a package and the package didn't get approved and they had to start from scratch. That's a severe difference if they I mean, I'm trying to think like in my mind, worst comes to worst, don't you just Start making it more and more like the the other package, and then just doing little differences. Like, well, I, that we would do- be the way to do it, unless unless the approval process was just like this is completely unacceptable. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. So I don't. I don't know. Well, hopefully we'll see it soon, so we know. I, I mean, it, it, I I'd, I'd love to see it. The game shoots so well. I would love to see this game with a with an art package that wasn't terrible. Mm-hmm. Speaking of shooting well, let's move out just before we go to video games and let's play a game of 20 questions. Oh, goody. I say shoot well because you did very well last time. I did do very well last time. So for those that don't know, this is where Tony will ask a series of uh, yes or no questions of me. It'll be about a flipper pinball machine that he has played at least a game on. And I will respond to those questions with uh, yeses and nos. As of question 16, he gets to start using internet resources to help uh, hone in the questioning more. And the goal is to get the game guest by question 20. Makes sense? Makes yes, sense. it makes sense, everyone. We love Yay! it. Great time. Okay, Tony, so whenever you're ready, you can ask your first question. Is it from 1980 or newer? Yes. That's such a good question I that know. you started with last time. You're like, I, I know. know. <laughs> <laughs> you're like Han going to the carbonite. Han, you tell good questions. I know. I know. Because <laughs> last time I was like, wow, that just cuts like so much out. It makes it, it so much easier. Instead of playing the solid state EM game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it's newer than 1980. Yes. Is it newer than 1992? Yes. Is it newer than 2000? No. Hmm. So we're looking at 92 to 2000. Which means hardly any games from then. There's like there's like only like four games in that time span. 
Which means it's none of the games I played at Pizza West. Because pretty much all I played at Pizza West last time was uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and Firepower. And I'd have to just limit it to games you played last at Pizza West, huh? Right. Well, no, no. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, it, the previous one was the game. A game I played. Oh the, yes, that's right. Four or three. Yes, that's right. So because I played. So you're 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 suspecting I didn't go the Pizza West route, right? Unless it is a game that you didn't play more recently at Pizza West, but was at Pizza West, but you have well. Yeah, oh yeah, I we could get crazy yeah. at this point. No, this is too. We're getting this meta just, here. This is just too. We're getting too. No, don't do it. We're just getting too inside of too the dead. burying your own head. Um, is it newer than a ninety-five? Yes. Okay, now that cuts it down a fair amount. Mm-hmm. Is it a Data East? No. That was question five. No, I moved. Too yes, far it was. I've counted. I have hash marks. Is it a Bally? No. Oh. Not Data East, not Bally. Is it the Dark Knight? No. I'm not sure what year that came out. It might have been after 2000. It would have had to have been, actually, now that I think about it. Yeah, I'm. You're right. I'm sure it would be, it I would just, but I don't know what year. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really know. See, I need to start. See, instead of just going with what it grabs into my head, I need to start thinking more about this. So you just, stuff. you just because I because right after I asked this, it's like, it's like I just, know. Wait a minute, that was way more than There just sometimes you're just used to Batman being the right answer to things. Batman's it's just like, the right. How answer would I solve this? So Batman. I just yeah, do Batman. Yeah, I'm Batman. Batman. Batman doesn't swear to me. Know what year I came out? Where are the drugs at? <laughs> 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 See, that would be a fun Batman read. Mm. Um, is it a Sega? No. 2008 was the Batman yeah. uh, Dark Knight. Interesting. Is it a Capcom? No. Hmm. Newer than 95. Younger than 2000. Does not. Isn't it Valley Data East Sega or Capcom? Hmm. Is it Harley Davidson? No. That's question ten. Just could not get that game out of my head. I think that that was. It's not a bad guess. That was ninety-seven, ninety-eight, two thousand. I'm terrible. Ninety-nine. Ninety-nine. I'm pretty sure. Well, the problem is that one had that re-release also, which... Right, and that might have come out in 2000. I'm not quite sure when... The re-release did? Right, well, and again, I, I guess... Because uh, Harley was a was a Sega, and then, but it was also made by Stern. Stern. Um, right. But I don't know when the split, when the like, which was, was which. I assume it was all around the same time, though. Kind of mm. like uh, Eldorado was for Milestar and Premiere. Right, so that was 10. Yes, so, sir. That was 10... You still get to keep guessing. Is it 97 or newer? Yes. 98? No. 99? No. So it is 97. Should have gone with my initial instinct of just saying 97. Hmm. Let's see. 97. Trying to remember. Is it Stargate? No. Does it have more than two flippers? Yes. That's question 15. So you may now use resources. Okay. Is it Cirque Voltaire? No. There's got to be NBA Fast Break. No. 
then we might have a question problem here. Yes, you do. You've made an assumption that was not accurate. The assumption that has been accurate in the past. No, I think you're thinking down the wrong route. At some point, you have misinterpreted one of your questions. Apparently. And it has led you to the wrong place. It may be helpful to revisit your questions if you've been yeah, of them. Because I asked if it was a bally and you said no. That's correct. It is not a bally. Which made me get rid of the thought of all Williams games. Because in the past, we've always done Bally Williams as a combined entity. In the case of when they are... Well, there's a twofold thing here, so I'm going to be I'm going to be helpful without having a question asked. First of all, if you ask Williams and it's a Bally or a Williams and Bally Williams, I count it. If you okay. ask Bally and it's a Williams and a Bally Williams, I would not count it. However, that is not where your error is. Really? I'm going to give you even another. I'm going to even give you another hint. Your error is in the time frame. You made an assumption that was inaccurate. I mean, assumption, so I asked if it was newer than 1997, and you said yes. That's correct. And I'd asked if it was, I didn't ask if it was 2000 or newer, I asked if it was newer than 2000. That's correct. Because, mm, because on the other ones, I asked if it was that year or newer. (sighs) Buggery, buggery, buggery. You're going to really hate yourself in a moment. I'm already mad. Because I'm almost positive I know what it is. It's one of two options. It is. So you're guaranteed to get it before you're out. Is it Striker Extreme? Yes. The one that I used to guess first every time for like two months? Yes. 18th question. That's because, yeah, no, because normally I ask, is it this year or newer? And I didn't say that. I even wrote that one question down because I thought that would come back and bite you. But immediately after, I thought it wasn't because then you said, okay, so it's 92 to 2000. And I thought, okay, no, he's kept himself in the range. But once you started going from the 97 and above, I realized your mistake. Nope. That's an interesting thing to bring up about the the Bally thing because... Yeah, with Williams, if you were to say Williams, it was a Bally. Right, and normally it's still I ask, a Williams board. So. Right, and I normally ask Williams, but, and this time I said Bally. But in this case, that was a red herring. Uh, the answer was the obvious one, and now my compulsion to ask you this game has gone away, and I will never have to feel like yes. I need to slip it in at some point. Yeah, but it was uh, a. I thought you didn't start with it last time, so I think I can finally do it. I haven't started with it for a couple of times. Yeah, but I need a li- I need a little breathing room. Right. I made note of it last time. Your favorite striker say so that is a Sega Stern that. White Star MPU, but it is a um, it is a January two thousand Stern pinball game. Mm-hmm. Three flippers, I believe. That's why I had to check on that. I couldn't remember how many flippers it was because it doesn't say in the write up. I had to look at a photo. Um, and. Most of your other stuff was very uh, date or manufacturer oriented, so clearly well right. safe from because it wasn't. It was actually the very first game designed by Stern Pinball, so it wasn't even designed in the Sega years. Right. So very clean. I game. said I've learned to cut my things, especially the years, instead of the old electromechanical blah blah blah. If and that was all really good until better. you ignored the until year I you left the in your question. range. Yeah. Uh, that was thought, the problem. And I got worried because I wanted you, <sighs> once we got past question 10, I wanted you to know. I wanted you to feel which game it was. 
Because I've been having to stare at it all day. I mean, because that's the thing is the, all day. The, all the, day. The, the second the assumptions came up, I knew it. Mm-hmm. I knew it. I knew that's what it and, was. And I like that. But my favorite part is I celebrate your struggle. You didn't fail. You got it. You celebrate but my pain. Was because then when, when you re- I saw the moment on your face. I wish the podcast could show your face. So I saw the moment on your face where you realized that something on the interpretation was wrong. But you leapt to it being the it was a disagreement on how to interpret the manufacturers. And I was like, no, no, I know we're in complete alignment on the manufacturing on this. It was the year, the year that got you. So that's 20 questions. Good job. Monkey butter. So what's been going on in video games, Tony? Not drama. Not at all. There is no drama in video games. Oh, good. Not a single bit of drama in video games. And then I don't have to look it up what it means. Definition number three from the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. A state situation or series of events involving interesting or intense conflict of forces. Mm. There is no conflict. There but is it's interesting. no conflict. But it's interesting. Depending upon your take on interesting. So, mm. um, we've gotten used to, in the last year, year and a half, to hearing announcements about Microsoft purchasing yet another developer. This isn't one of those days. No. Quite the opposite. Sony has actually purchased a developer. This is the first developer that Sony has purchased since 2016 and the first major developer since 2010. They picked up Insomniac Games. Mm, that's a good acquisition. It's a very good acquisition. Uh, the Marvel Spider-Man from Insomniac was probably the biggest PS4 hit in a long time. Um, it, it was definitely the most popular Spider-Man game of all time. Uh, and it did huge for them. They even released that special... PS4 Spider-Man bundle. That's the bundle I bought, actually, mm. when I picked up my PS4. Uh, I think the only games vying for it last year uh, would have been Red Dead 2, which was obviously bigger, and God of War were probably the only two titles, I think, that were probably Yeah, God of War than... probably outdid it. Yeah. I mean, almost assuredly, but, but right. still. That's yeah, but I mean, still, it was a very yeah. large thing. But they're all, they've also developed in the past, you know, Ratchet and Clank and Spyro. They're, they're a well-storied company. Yeah. And they've, um, uh, they've done a number of exclusives with Sony, but not always. Not they always. They did an exclusive with Microsoft. Sunset Overdrive was theirs. So, yeah. So they have. And that, that game reviewed pretty well. Yeah. It was, I've not played it. But. Well, I've heard Spider-Man took some of the mechanical concepts and refined them. So you've played the better version. Right. Is my understanding. The mechanics, uh, Spider-Man's mechanics for stuff was really good. It was a very enjoyable game. Mm-hmm. So there was Sony's step into... Well, it's a good the, move for them because I believe Microsoft had eclipsed them in quantity of studios. And I believe this, obviously it helps with parody. Right. Plus, this is a very, uh, you know, this is a major studio. This is a... It's a pedigree studio, so it'll look really good for them. Right. Yeah, like the last, they're, they're like their 2016 purchase. I don't even remember the name of the studio. They they developed um, mobile games. Oh, well. So. Well, um, yeah, diversification. There's value in all studios. 
Sure there is. Yeah, well, I still never understood the time when Microsoft took Rare and then turned them into the Kinect studio. But Especially with Rare's pedigree. Yeah. That's insane. Well, I imagine there's been a lot of turnover of the staff, though, so... So, uh, my next two things are more just light touches specifically for stuff that interests me because I'm the one picking them. Yeah. So, it's what um, you do. You pick. Bandai Namco is creating a fighting game based upon the One Punch Man anime uh, and manga series. And for those people who don't know this, One Punch Man is basically a deconstruction of the kind of hero anime manga genre because the main character Saitama is a superhero who's pretty much invincible and he defeats everything with one punch and he's pretty much utterly bored because of it. So of course the best thing for them to do is to create a fighting game based around a character who's so OP that he beats everybody in a single punch. What's interesting to me about it is the mechanic they decided to go with. This game has like for multiplayer mechanic, it goes with the kind of um, Street Fighter versus Marvel triple hero beatdown style is mm-hmm. how the multiplayer goes. Right. Uh, but for the single player game, what you're actually doing is you play as one of the other heroes in the superhero league conglomeration thing. Uh, and your whole purpose is to survive until Saitama shows up. And they will show you clips in the trailer they showed. And it shows it's a spinning down timer showing Saitama running, trying to get to you. As you just try and fight and survive against something that's just utterly annihilating you. Hmm. And then when Saitama shows up, it's like, okay, you can rest now, blah, 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 blah. And you get to see the big bad who's just destroyed you go insane on him. And his health bar doesn't move. And then he punches it one time and it vaporizes. Hmm. Because that's the gimmick. Okay. So that's very different. Does that mean, I don't know. I, I'm curious about its execution because it sounds that, like if you can't beat it yourself, fighting almost is pointless and it becomes a blocking game. That's what it is because from the actual descriptions of it, perfectly executed blocks and counters reduce the timer so he gets there faster. Oh. But most people, in my experience, don't like to block a lot in fighting games. That's for high-level fighting game players. <laughs> then they're gonna That's like to racing leave. games and telling people where the brake is. It's like, but why? Why? Racing. Well, I don't, why would I, I hit don't the even brake? need that button. Why? Yeah, That's no, what that, the wall is for. I'm, I'm curious, because if this is seen as it's going to be such a buried, important part of this game, if this is going to lead to the multiplayer section of this game... Just having a naturally higher level of that kind of play. Hmm. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see when this drops, if this game gets popular enough to have the multiplayer version part of it uh, bounce up into being on an Evo stage. I think everything ends up on one of the Evo stages. Yeah. But I wonder if it can be interesting enough to bounce up onto a... Uh, main? Main stage. Maybe. Now that they're not giving uh, various versions of Smash. Multiple. Yeah. Yeah. They solved that this year and only gave the new game a spot, I believe. Which is good. It was. Because Smash didn't deserve two places. Smash, Smash doesn't deserve two places on main stage. I personally don't think Smash deserves one spot on main stage. Ugh. But Smash definitely doesn't deserve two places on main stage. Uh, 
there was also a cinematic re- trailer released uh, for the sequel to Kerbal Space Program. I've heard of Kerbal. So Kerbal Space Program 2 is going to be coming out. The current target date is the end of March of 2020, which let's be realistic with how times get pushed on video games anymore means probably sometime in 2020. Okay. Now, what's interesting is the studio that developed Kerbal Space Program is not the studio developing Kerbal Space Program 2. Mm. But several members of their staff have been sent over there to work as consultants. And they are actively working with the new development team to assist in the creation of it. All right. Their main goal is the, their, the, the, the creation team for KSP is going to continue just maintaining and updating KSP while they're assisting on the, on Kerbal 2. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I know it's a game I've sunk a fair amount of hours into, uh, not lately, but when it was, it was one of the few early access games I picked up and that I actually played a lot of. And because I picked it up even before it was on Steam, I picked it up and played a lot of it. And uh, I'm just no good at orbital, orbital mechanics, apparently. Hmm. When will it uh, be exclusive to the Epic Game Store, do you think? Never. Oh, okay. Never. They, they, they're, they're not, they've said they're not doing an exclusivity deal. So I'm assuming not at all. They just need more money. Yeah, if they had, if only there was slightly more money. Um, And then now to the completely non-drama finish for video games. No drama at all. Uh, Ninja Blevins left Twitch for Microsoft's Mixer. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was one of the largest Twitch streamers. I don't think he was the largest, uh, but he was definitely in the top 10 for sure. Uh, he was definitely the largest Fortnite streamer. And apparently Microsoft offered him enough money for him to jump ship. Wow. Twitch took it really well. As they should. As they they've got plenty of other huge streamers. Right, exactly. So let me guess, they just promoted Tim the Tatman? Or... Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing, is they used Ninja's channel to run promotions. Instead of leaving it as showing this offline and uh, just down like they do normally when somebody's not streaming even if they leave the platform if they don't delete it the channel's still there they just don't have new content it's just kind of defunct instead of doing that they instead used it to his channel to promote other channels Hmm. and show other people streaming or you know porn because hmm. they used it to show porn at one point. That's an unusual choice. I thought Twitch community guidelines even said that male streamers couldn't stream with shirts off. That it was uh, that stringent. It is that stringent. But apparently it took them hours and hours and hours to respond to the fact that there was literal hardcore porn being shown on Ninja's channel. Hmm. Now, the porn issue is an issue that Twitch has overall. Because if you scroll far enough down in pretty much any gaming category towards the bottom, uh, when you start getting down to some of the lower seen places, you'll start seeing people just straight up streaming Pornhub. And that, for some reason, can't doesn't get banned until sometimes up to a day or two days even of it going, where high-level popular you know streamers that get enough views 
And the thing is, is there's been some of these uh, porn th- porn streams that have not been banned, and they've had fifteen thousand people watching them. Wow! And they're still not banned for hours. And but you know they'll ban a male streamer for taking their shirt off, or they'll ban you know. Uh, 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 there was recently a Korean streamer who got banned for two days because they were doing a dancing thing and they weren't wearing enough clothes, apparently. Hmm. But straight up porn's cool. (laughs) Well, that's interesting. Have they, have they corrected this issue with, I mean, are they... With ninjas, they have put it back to a defunct stream. They're not showing anything there. And they have actively apologized. And are investigating how it happened, which translates to, oops, we're sorry that you felt offended. Hmm. But I mean, the thing is, is he had huge numbers of viewers, huge numbers of viewers. Yeah. And that's a lot of money for Twitch. And he walked away. Yeah, but surely a lot of them didn't jump ship. Apparently... Uh, from what I've seen and read on Mixer, he's averaging about 30% lower than he was on Twitch. Okay. So he had a pretty high uptake. So yeah, he, 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 he well, it's easy enough for the class. This is not like Epic Game Store. It's easy enough to be able to go to both sites and watch. Um, I haven't used Mixer in quite a while. I've, I've heard a couple of things that people like about it are it allows streaming in 4k which Twitch does not. Right. And there's less of a delay uh, between the chat and... Correct. And, and I don't know why. I guess the encoding's different. Let's see. Ninja's Twitch play page had 14.7 million followers. That's almost as many as Eclectic underscore gamers. Right, I know. So, and he had an average... Chan- or his total channel views was... 479 million. Hmm. So, yeah. It is definitely an interesting take. We haven't done anything on Mixer. I've never really done anything on Mixer. I've watched some stuff. I've watched some stuff. But I could, we could switch and stream pinball and then win the Twippy for best Mixer streamer. When are they going to add that Twippy? Yeah. When they need to do that. Yeah. I wonder if anyone does stream pinball on Mixer. I don't know. It'd be the best chance to to, to outstream Dead Flip on a platform by being on a different platform. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We've beat you, Jack. We beat you at your own game. <laughs> you can even start our, even if you, you can do that, even if you started your own platform, you could yeah. pull the numbers. Let's see. Looking at running. Between fifty and one hundred and forty thousand viewers is what Ninja has been pulling since late July. Yeah, since in late July, he he dipped from forty thousand to one hundred thirty-one thousand viewers in late July. That's a lot of people. Yep. Well, I guess we reached the end of we, our episode. We've reached the end. And there's All only right. just a little bit of drama. None of it was major. Nope. All of it was no, in video no, games. No. There was no drama in pinball, nope. apparently. Nope. No. <laughs> no. 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 
I already did that bit. I don't you want to did. do that bit again. Well, if people want to reach out about how we should cover more drama instead of this no drama style episode, you can always email us at eclecticgamerspodcast at gmail.com or you can reach out to us at facebook.com slash eclecticgamerspodcast. As we've said, we're available on Twitch and Instagram and Twitter as eclectic underscore gamers. And we'll probably be back in two weeks and a day. Will be my guess because of the be, Saturday that, thing. That would, that would be the but, guess. I don't yeah, think I've got actually, anything. I don't think yeah, I've got anything going again. I don't Who think knows. I have an issue like this coming up again until like we are. We don't. Know, we don't even or, tell people ahead of time uh, about differences between a Saturday and a Sunday because it, it happens. Yeah, every, it happens. It like happens. Uh, not, you know, every quarter to half a year or so. I yeah. think we do it. But anyway, because our next let's see our next our next podcast is like the eighth. Yeah, that won't happen. Yeah. Oh, we might have one the week after, though. Oh. If I do go to Chicago, yes. I'll be leaving that Sunday. Mm-hmm. So. We might have to do that one early. Yep. 6 a.m. Sunday stream. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I'm Dennis. I'm Tony. And goodbye, everybody. See ya.